When I was in fourth and fifth grade, I attended Leif Nelson Elementary School in Safford, Arizona. And back then, I really felt that we got a great education. We learned a lot. Safford is basically filled with many Mormons, so they had a big influence in that area. But in our music department in fourth and fifth grade, we sang all types of songs. We learned so much. So we would sing, believe it or not, spiritual songs, religious songs. We sang Catholic songs huh? and other types of songs as well. We learned ethnic songs of the Navajos. We learned a Navajo song, an Apache. And we learned one song that I remember from then even to this moment. Uh, and back then it was called a Negro spiritual song. Now many of us use the term African-American. But the song that we learned was Wade in the Water. Wade in the Water, a time from the slavery time to alert the slaves. And I've asked my administrative assistant, Tori Wynn, to sing the refrain of Wade in the Water. Wade in the water, wade in the water, children, wade in the water, God's gonna trouble the water, wade in the water, wade In the water, God's gonna trouble the water. An African song, American, that talks about the code that it was sang when the slave owners are after the runaway slaves and the dogs are coming. It was the clue to get into the water so that the scent that the dogs are following are lost. And I've always thought about the words, God's going to trouble the waters. That can mean many things to people. But for me, it's really talking about the baptismal waters. That if we really seek to do God's ways, there's going to be troubled waters that go about with that. A lot of times, some of us have a very um, not mature theology. That we think that God is the tester. And by that, it's the extreme that says... God was going to test our faith, so today I think he's going to send a disease here. He's going to make people sad. They're going to lose all their possession. Tragedy's going to come, and I'm going to sit back and watch and see if you pass the test. That's not who God is. Here's what we know mostly about God in suffering and hard times and troubled waters, that if anyone seeks to do and follow God's ways, there's going to be troubled waters. When you seek to live the life that God wants us to live, you will always encounter opposition, rejection, risk in living the faith, and for some people, even the risk of our lives or livelihood. That's what trouble is. Troubled waters of people who want to follow God. We see that in Elijah in today's first reading from 1 Kings. He is one of the top prophets for the Jews. And he goes about and has to deal with King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. And in it, they oppose God. They break the covenant. And in fact, they go and kill prophets speaking on behalf of God. 
And after a showdown, they chase Elijah. And Elijah is really running for his life, simply preaching God's justice, God's covenant, and God's way. The prior verses to today deal with Elijah just tired. And he just sits down for a rest, and he's had it. God, I'm done with this. I'm tired of this. You know what? Take me now. Kill me. I am over this. God sends a kindly angel to feed him cakes and water. And over a period of time of reflection and discovering who God is, he's renewed and energized, and he then continues the ministry. And so all that Elijah is doing is preaching and teaching what God wants, and there's rejection and the risk of life. Here's the interesting thing. If we're very serious about understanding the Old Testament, God's justice is not an option. It's not a political statement that we can agree or disagree with. All the prophets experienced rejection and the killing, especially in the time of Elijah. So human nature teaches us then and even now when messengers from God speak God's justice, people don't want to hear it. Here's the interesting thing. We're mad at the messengers, not the people who break the covenant and are unjust. We do it with today. When we want to mock someone who's speaking social justice, we call them, ha, you're a social justice warrior. That's nice. I didn't come to church to learn about politics and justice there. Oh, you're woke. I guess that's the big word now. That you're woke. When most people don't even know what that word means. <laughs> and you know, that's the opposition. And the thing is, they're mad at the people who are teaching it, but people who are inhumane, who are unjust, who wound the dignity of people, we let them off scot-free because that's the runaround trick now, just like in football. Notice the people carrying the bad news but don't worry about calling people to accountability because we're more mad that they took time to preach and waste my time. That's what's happening. It's hard. Not everyone who speaks on justice speaks correctly. And that's why we have to discern that. But to simply dismiss it is not what God wants of us. And that's what causes troubled waters. In today's gospel, Matthew deals with the image of the boat being the church, God's people. And the storms represent the persecution that Matthew's community is going through. And he uses Peter as that model, that example. And Peter struggles with faith. Matthew is the only gospel to use the word doubt. Matthew says faith and doubt are at the same table of life. That the reality of life is all of us have faith, but we also struggle with doubt. And so when Peter is focused on the Lord, he accepts the command and invitation to walk on the water. But once he loses that focus, he begins to sink. And he doubts. Matthew never admonishes unbelievers. He never admonishes unbelievers. Matthew admonishes believers who have faith but don't use it. Sometimes you and I with doubt 
don't understand it, and we think it's a hortable sin. So when someone comes up to us, our children, our family members, or a friend, I doubt the existence of God. I doubt the Eucharist. I doubt that there are good people left on earth. And we go, wah! We get all scared and all, don't use that. That's a sin. Ah! And Matthew says, get over it. He does. He says, doubt is part of the journey. That's why we keep searching. Remember, Matthew will, we gather from Matthew is this. Just like faith is a grace. No one just gets up and says, mm, I choose Catholicism today because I didn't, went through the internet, and that's the most truthiest religion in the world. No. It's a relationship with God. And with doubt, there also is grace that we can turn away from that. That's what keeps us being faithful is the grace of God. If we're open to it, if we trust, and that's what he's asking Peter to do. So two things I would ask you to think about today's gospel. Don't shoot the messenger. Sometimes you and I like a faith life that has calm seas and tranquility all the time. And that's why when you go to Mass and you say, the pastor, the priest, ruined my tranquility and peace because he preached something that made me mad. That's troubled waters. I can't tell you how many Catholics have no risk in their faith. The only risk is the donuts run out or Mass goes one hour and one minute. That's the most risk they have in their faith because they sit in the pews and nothing happens. We have to risk our faith. And that means there's troubled waters. And if we're not having troubled waters then, then we're not living the faith. Not that we look for it and glory in it, but when we seek to do God's will, people will laugh at us, reject us, mock us, tell us why you're wasting your time going to church and praying to God. That's what's going to happen. And so I'd ask you then to know that risk, and it's okay to discern. Don't shoot messengers and say, ah, you're full of it. But what is God trying to say to people? Now, some people are talking nonsense, and you have to figure that out. But be careful what you throw out, because it might be exactly what God wants us to hear. The second thing is, don't beat yourself up when you're doubting. Doubt comes to everyone. Matthew says, if Peter, who witnessed the miracles with his own eyes and was with Jesus all that time, if he doubts, he understands you and I doubting as well. And so don't shame people and embarrass them and say, how can you doubt? Just let them go on the journey. But remember, the grace of God is what will help people in their faith, but also struggling with their doubt. What are you risking? What are you risking? Is there troubled waters going on in your life now? You know why? Because God is asking you to do His way. You will always be rejected and meet, met with opposition and mocked and risk. But God will be there to guide us. Tori? Wait in the water, wait. 
gonna trouble the water Wait in the water Wait in the water, children Wait in the water God's gonna trouble, God's gonna trouble God's gonna trouble the water.